الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على سيدنا ومولانا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome back to the beginning of guidance for Muslim women. Inshallah, we will begin with our dua from Imam Haddad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nuaitu ta'alamu wa ta'alim wa tadhakura wa tadkir wa nafu wa lintifa' wal ifada wal istifada wal hatha ala tamassuki bi kitabillahi wa sunnati rasulih wa dua ila al-huda wa dalalata ala al-khair ibtigha'a wa jahillahi wa maradatihi wa kurbihi wa thawabihi subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ameen. If you would like a translation for that, please check out our page Misk Women on Instagram where we have that available. Inshallah. We will continue with the introduction of Imam Ghazali's beginning of guidance. And we read this paragraph at the end of the last episode. And inshallah, we will read it again and draw out some of the main points from our commentary. Inshallah. In our last episode, Imam Ghazali had taught us that we need to master the beginning of our seeking of knowledge because, as he said, there is no way to discover the inner essence or the haqiqah of it until we have arrived at a proper understanding and mastery of its outer form, which is the sharia, which is the divine and sacred knowledge and its application through practice of the tariqah. He says that if we find our heart inclining towards it sincerely, then we should take it on. And then he warns us in the next part that if we have something of procrastination, then indeed this comes from the lower self. So we will just read that. Bismillah. Wa'iyyaka ya miskinu 
أن تدعنا لتزويره وتتدلى بحبل غروره فويل للجاهل حيث لم يتعلم مرة واحدة وويل للعالم حيث لم يعمل بعلمه ألف مرة وأعلم رحمك الله أن الناس في طلب العلم على ثلاثة أحوال He says, if on the other hand you find that in taking stock of it, that's the seeking of knowledge, your heart puts off starting it or asks for more time in responding to its demands, then know that the part of your lower self wanting knowledge is the self that commands to evil, which has risen up out of obedience to the accursed Satan, Shaitan. Shaitan's strategy is to throw to you the rope of deceit, then pull you in by it, to the abyss of destruction. His intention is to present evil in the form of good until he succeeds in making you of those who lose the most in respect of their deeds, whose efforts have been wasted in this life while they reckon that they do good work. Suratul Kahf 103-4 At this point, Shaitan will recite to you the excellence of knowledge and the high rank of the scholars and all that has been related about it in hadiths and other narrations. And he will so divert you from the warning of the Prophet ﷺ, he who increases in knowledge but not in guidance increases only in distance from Allah Most High. He also said, وسلم, of those most severely punished on the day of judgment is the knowledgeable person whom Allah did not benefit through his knowledge. He would supplicate for protection saying, I seek refuge in you from knowledge that does not benefit, a heart that does not fear, a deed that does not ascend and an invocation that is not heard. He also said, وسلم, On the night of my ascension to the heavens, I passed by people whose lips were being cut by pincers from the hellfire. So I asked, Who are you? They replied, We used to order people to do good and not do it ourselves, and advise people against evil, even as we were doing it ourselves. Then beware, says Imam Ghazali, O destitute one, O you miskeen, of following shaitan's disingenuous advice and being roped in by his deceit. He says, Woe to the ignorant one, waylulil jahil, because he did not seek knowledge, and woe a thousand times to the knowledgeable one who did not act upon his knowledge. Then he says, Understand, may Allah have mercy on you, that there are three classes of people who seek knowledge. And that will be our next episode's topic. Today we are looking at the lower self and how anything that comes from the lower self is actually responding to the call and the action of shaitan who wishes to divert you away from what is good and true. Our commentator, Al-Imam Al-Jawi, says that when a person feels inclined, then what they're actually inclining to is their reception of knowledge. And he explains Imam Ghazali's words about procrastination, whereby the heart says to the person, oh, I will do it later, I'll do it later. And so this, Imam Ghazali tells us, is something which comes from the lower self, from the nafsul amariti bisu, from the lower self which is continuously commanding to evil and is provoked by shaitan and by his action. So when a person 
feels that they don't really want to do something or they keep putting it off, then this is a weakness or a door to a person's weakness that the whispering of the shaitan can often overcome. And so what the shaitan does, as he explains here, is that he throws to you what Imam Ghazali calls the rope of his deception. And this is a way in which he brings you step by step. So it's istidraj, which is gradually and consistently bringing you closer and closer to your own destruction. And istidraj to su, to evil, is something that we need to seek protection from all the time because it's when a person becomes blinded by their lower self and they don't see the reality of what they're doing and slowly but surely they lead to their own destruction. And this is what is referred to in the verse from Surah Al-Kahf, which is that, They are those who lose the most in respect of their deeds, whose efforts have been wasted in this life while they reckon that they do good work. And this is really the warning there because they're thinking that they're doing good work is coming from their lower self. It's not coming from a proper state of heart. And one way that this manifests for scholars or for people seeking knowledge, shaitan will increase them in their delusion about themselves by bringing them or encouraging them to seek the types of hadith and other narrations about the great position and the privilege of those who have knowledge. Our commentator mentioned some hadith here which would be of the type which might deceive a person into thinking that they have become very special and that they are indeed on a good path, seeking knowledge without realizing that it's their lower self which they are responding to, rather than their higher self and a purified heart which is on the path of seeking proper guidance. And he mentions here, for example, some of the hadith that the higher rank of a scholar over the worshipper is 70 degrees, and between each degree is that akin to the distance between the sky and the earth. So a person who's thinking from the wrong place, from their lower self, that they are very great now and seeking knowledge and shaitan is helping them step by step in their delusion, might read that and think of themselves as being one of those who have the great privilege of being a scholar. Imam al-Ghazali also says that the shaitan continues to make us heedless of the fact, and he says in a hadith, man is dad ilman, so a person who increases in knowledge, wa lam yazdad hudan, and does not increase in guidance, lam yazdad min Allahi illa bu'adan, does not increase in anything except distance from Allah. He explains the dua, the supplication of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which Imam Ghazali mentions, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika, so Allah, I seek protection in you from knowledge which does not benefit. And Imam Ujawi explains that as being knowledge which is not accompanied by action. And these are two of the most important concepts in Islam, knowledge and action. And it also means knowledge which does not have anything of the sharia in it. So there's nothing in it of halal and haram. There's nothing 
in it which enables a person to see clearly what the boundaries are. Because we know that whatever has been made prohibited for us is for our own benefit because there is something inherently harmful in that. If a person continues heedlessly without seeking knowledge about what they're doing, then they can very easily fall into haram. And and that would be apparent particularly in our time of financial transactions where that area has become so complicated that if a person doesn't have sound and proper knowledge about what they're doing, they could very easily fall into something which is prohibited and a destruction for them. And beneficial knowledge is also something which does draw out the best of one's akhlaq, of one's character. So if there's nothing in it which helps you become a better person and purify yourself, then that knowledge is not beneficial. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he sought refuge in Allah from knowledge which is not beneficial and given those three meanings. He sought refuge for qalbin la yakhsha, so a heart which does not fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He explains here that is a heart that with the dhikr or the remembrance of Allah and hearing his kalam, his Qur'an, then it's a heart that doesn't move. And in fact, a heart which doesn't have any uh, fear or reverence or awe is a heart that has become hard. They're seeking in Allah from amalin la yurfa, from actions which do not ascend. And what might prevent an action from ascending and being accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is if it is tainted with something of riya, of ostentation, or it's lacking in ikhlas. Or, for example, if somebody did something, then they acquired the wrath or displeasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the seeking refuge in Allah from a dua that is not heard meaning that it's not accepted by Allah or that it may not be heard because of the khubath of the sahib. So khubath is vileness or filth or the tainting somehow of the person's character who is making the dua. So it basically means the dua that is not accepted. The Prophet ﷺ says that in the night in which he ascended to the heavens in the night of the Isra and Mi'raj, that he passed by people who were cutting their lips with some type of pincers or scissors made from fire. And he asked, who are you? And they said, oh, we were those who ordered to good, but we didn't do it ourselves. And we prevented others from doing bad or we prohibited it for them, yet we did it ourselves. So this would be the height of hypocrisy where the inner state of a person is not reflected in their outer actions. The outer actions represent the opposite of what's going on inside that person's heart. And our commentator says that the people that are being referred to is not the common people or people who may be ignorant and not know any better, but it's referring to the khutaba, which is those who are on the mimbars, who in the Friday sermons are preaching to people, yet they are doing the opposite of what it is that they preach. Imam Ghazali says, miskin. Oh, you poor person who is being pulled by the rope of shaitan into the beautification of this lie against you. So he says that shaitan is helping you see your wrongdoing as something which is beautiful and great and praiseworthy and absolutely fantastic. 
and he says, be very careful about the rope with which you are being pulled. He says, Wailulil Jahili. Beware or woe to you, O ignorant person, that you don't learn at all. And woe to the one who learns and who doesn't act on his knowledge a thousand times. The whale is referred to in two ways. First of all, it has a general meaning of uh, punishment or destruction. And it's also the name of a valley in the lowest level of the Jahannam. But either way, it's not good. And it's saying, beware and be careful of that. If it is that you haven't learnt at all, then be aware because you are clearly on a path that's not benefiting you. And if you have learnt and you're not acting upon your knowledge, then waylek, then be aware a thousand times. Imam Ghazali goes on and he says, Know then that there are three types of people who seek knowledge. And inshallah, that will be our topic for inshallah, the last episode on the introduction. It is a very long and comprehensive introduction, but a very important one because all the time we're being asked to check ourselves. And if it is in our life that we are not taking ourselves to account and at least once in 24 hours looking back and saying, what did I do today and why did I do it? And seeking to improve that, then we're not really working in the best possible way towards our own self-improvement, nor are we making sure that our intention is as good and as sound and as purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it could be. So if we weren't able to do much else in terms of outward forms of ibadah for whatever reason, say we were ill or we had uh, an excuse for not praying or fasting or whatever is the situation, then the very least we can do is to check ourselves and to say, what am I doing and what am I doing it for? And to be aware of that. And that is a form of mindfulness. That's real mindfulness to know what am I doing and what and who am I doing this for? And if we can purify ourselves and if we can know for sure that our intention is good, then we will have made enormous strides towards what it means to act on the knowledge that we have and to become, inshallah, humble and sincere and pure worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah to bless us in our seeking of knowledge and to bless us and help us rectify our intentions and our actions for his sake, inshallah. And may that manifest this month in our fasting, in our prayers and in our reading and understanding of the Quran and in our commitment to charity and good deeds and to improve the condition of others as well as ourselves, inshallah. وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم الحمد لله رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته